On this week's episode, we talk everything from the Saudi Grand Prix, including the last few brilliant laps from Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc, as well as previewing everything from this weekend's Australian Grand Prix and everything in between. Plus, we're answering all your questions all on this week's episode of the Eurotrips podcast. Welcome, guys, to the third Eurotrips podcast uh, with me, Drew. I'm joined by co-host Ryan and we've got our guest, Sam, back. Um, How are you guys? Yeah, not too bad like yourself. Yeah, very well, thank you. Sam, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah, excited for the for the races coming out this weekend. Should be interesting. Yeah, thanks for coming on again. No, yeah, we had a good chat right. last time. And uh, yeah, like I say, we're going to be reviewing the Saudi GP uh, uh, today, and then we're going to preview the Aussie GP. So, uh, Ryan, shall we kick off with uh, what happened? Well, it'll be two weeks ago now, won't it, because of the break, but... Mm. What did yeah. you think? <laughs> uh, well, I was annoyed because I, I I had money on Charles Leclerc, so <laughs> that was annoying. And most people know that I'm not a uh, I'm not a massive Max Verstappen fan, so that wasn't a result I wanted to see. But I gotta admit that those last five to ten laps were were really really good, really entertaining. It's what Formula One is needed for a very long time now, and it seems now we're getting it on a more regular basis with the, especially with these new cars as well. Um, cars are being able to follow each other a lot easier. We're seeing a lot more overtakes. You know, we saw so many overtakes at Saudi, and especially at track. Obviously, it, being a new track, you don't you still don't know what to expect, but it's it's obviously a street circuit. So it's not one that you tend to see much overtaking on anyway, but the fact that we got so much bodes well for the future races this season. But yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot of controversy around this track. Um, obviously, we'll talk about it a bit later. But mixed crash, um, mm. you know, there's there's a big uproar after that. You know, last season, two red flags. This season, big crash with Mick. I know that was only qualifying. Um, how did uh, you think of it, Sam? How what were your thoughts on the race? I mean, I thought it was a great race. It was um, yeah, it was a great um follow up race to the Bahrain race as well, which was obviously great as well. Um, yeah, the track's an interesting one. It's obviously it's, it's it looks great on TV. It's um, it's very fast, probably almost too fast. It's quite dangerous, but um, yeah, it, that sort of final corner. Um, the the DRS zone going into the final corner and the <laughs> second one uh, on the straight. Now that that was every time it just you got a camera shot of there, you're like, okay, something's going to happen here. Whether it was, well, it's just you know there was a lot of sort of cat and mouse, which is going to be an interesting topic going into uh, Australia with the uh, the four DRS zones. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be it, 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 the way I saw the Saudi Grand Prix was. I mean, Perez was really unlucky not to win because he was driving a brilliant race before. The safety car. Um, yeah. Leclerc did a great job, uh, but ultimately Verstappen was better, <laughs> as to put it that way. Um, he learned from his mistakes as well um, from Bahrain. And um, yeah, I mean, either way, a Red Bull probably should have won. Um, so it was sort of team wise the right result. But yeah, I always think Sergio Perez was very unlucky. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, safety car really hurt him. Like you say, he should have won that race. Uh, without a doubt but again Ferrari double podium 
they're flying at the moment and I've seen a lot of things recently saying they are untouchable um, you know Mercedes still struggling I know Russell got fifth Hamilton just squeezed into the points um, but it'll, again it'll be very interesting seeing how it is going into Australia um, I mean, Ryan you'll be obviously gutted with Mercedes I am but I'm not I'm still optimistic at the end of the day, there's still so many races this season and they will eventually fix that problem. It's uh, it's how long it takes. You've got to look at the, how, how poor that Mercedes is and yet the two drivers have both driven great races, it has to say, in these first two races, considering how bad the car has been. You look, I, I, know, I know Hamilton only got uh, a tenth, but that was through no fault of his own. He was driving a brilliant race, and obviously the pit lane was closed. You know, for those laps, obviously he can he could not then pit to change tyres. And then by the time he did get his new tyres on, it was too late. He wasn't able to get that advantage back in time with the amount of laps left. So yeah. I think he I think he drove really well, and I think Russell did as well. So I think. They are doing... This is a thing as well. I mean, Russell has outperformed him twice now. Um, mm, yeah, I mean, you, yeah. he's you know, is it him? Is it? No, is I don't. It, are they really struggling with the setup of his car? I, I mean, they said it in the Saudi Grand Prix for qualifying that uh, they tried to change something on Lewis's car. I don't know if it was Lewis himself or his engineers, but they they tried a different setup in qualifying it didn't work and I think that's what had him so far down obviously knocked out in Q3 which you never really see and I think that's what led to that obviously with with, with George when you're already up there in those sort of top six positions you know he 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 was in a sort of a little world of his own really for that race he had no one kind of near him so he was just able to drive his own his own his own way really and the cars behind him had similar pace to that Mercedes, so he was pretty safe there, I think. And obviously Lewis, he had to just use his natural driving skill, I think, just to try and overtake cars, which he was doing. But you know, that that Mercedes just it needs so much more work doing to it, and it, obviously it has to be the engine because we're seeing similar problems with the other Mercedes-powered cars as well. So hopefully it's uh, it's a fix that will gradually come. I don't think it'll be one race where they just suddenly are winning again. This is something that's going to gradually take time throughout the season. But we're seeing those two drivers continue to maximise every inch from those cars. And that, for me, still bodes well for the rest of the season. Yeah, no, absolutely, and you know, like I say, I'm, I'm sure. Well, I'm kind of hopeful for them that they will sort it out because, you know, it's it's a lot different for them to what they're used to. Um, you know, they've they've. I know it's only been went two races in, but they've you know not contended for a podium, and they still look like they could be potentially quite a way off of that. I mean, you look at Saudi, and you know, Kevin Magnussen finished ahead of Lewis Hamilton. Mm. when would that ever happen so yeah this is it I mean you want to obviously of course I want them back because 
on the Mercedes fan, but you every fan should want them back because you want a three way title battle, not just between the three teams, but between all six drivers because we've seen already how how good Checo has been this season. You know, he drove a brilliant race in, in Saudi, like you say, he was that quality lap was just unreal and he should have won the race. So we know he's got the pace to win races. We know Carlos Sainz is capable of it on his day. So all six drivers from those three teams can win races. So you want all of them up there and you're going to almost get a different result, you know, every week if that's the case. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Like I say, for me, I'm just, it's good for me because I like that there's other teams in the mix. I mean, you got Alpine up there again. Norris scored points. Um, Gasly, um, and obviously Haas. So you've got quite a, you know, a variety which maybe we're not so used to. Um, you know, obviously Alpine will score points, and so will AlphaTauri usually. But yeah, it's just nice to see that there's a mixture of uh, of teams up there. I mean, how, how do you feel about that, Sam? Yeah, I mean, it's it's great to see. I'm going as for Mercedes. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's no guarantees they will be able to turn around this season either. I mean, they, I mean, we've never seen them in this sort of hole before. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they can turn around. I bet they will probably will do, but it's just whether they'll be able to ever catch up to the likes of Ferrari and Red Bull, who have absolutely smashed the new regulations. Um, as for different teams out there, uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, I, when I went on the podcast last time, I was like, oh yeah, watch out for Valtteri Bottas. I mean, I didn't actually expect that to be true, but Alpha have had a great start, obviously Haas as well. Um, yeah, and then, you know, at the Alpine, Gasly's had a cool, uh, well, he's been unfortunate. Um, and so it was Sonoda in Bahrain was excellent. And it, it's just like, uh, you know, every team of the maybe sort of Williams and Aston Martin will score multiple, multiple points. Um, it's, it looks very competitive sort of between uh what Mercedes McLaren Alpine uh, um AlphaTauri Alfa Romeo and Haas you know it's very close between all those teams so it's got this uh, even bigger midfield than normal and it's great um it's probably weird to say Mercedes in the midfield but realistically that's where they are at the moment uh but yeah so that's my thoughts on it really absolutely yeah like I say yeah that's that's it like the fact that it could be a multitude of teams that are all battling it's a lot more exciting than just the classic Red Bull, Mercedes, you know, possibly Ferrari and McLaren. Um, but yeah, it's nice to have that bit of uh, bit of variety. Um, so moving on, obviously there was quite a few DNFs um, in the race. Um, Sonoda having engine overheating problems uh, going into it, um, and a few others suffered with the same thing. Um, is this going to be the start of seeing like the cars breaking down? We're going to see recurring problems such as what happened to um, you know Verstappen in Bahrain. What do you guys think? Um, potentially, I mean, obviously they were. Or do you think it was just a freak? Do you think it was yeah, just a freak well, thing the... because of the climate? Yeah, obviously we have to factor in the climate. You know, they're racing in the desert, so it's you know the cars are going always going to overheat and they're going to get these problems and these aren't problems that you tend to see especially at the european tracks so i think personally it's just it, it was mainly the climate you probably can factor in other little things you've got to remember these 
we're going to see, we, you know, we said it in one of the earlier podcasts that we're going to see a lot of c- cars break down this season. We're going to see any DNFs just because the cars are new practically and they've changed that much that the teams are still getting used to them, still getting to know them uh, as well as all the new parts and whatnot. So it's going to happen, I think. Uh, but yeah, for me, that is just mainly down to the climate. Yeah, I mean, the only thing obviously I'd say on that is obviously Bahrain is still a desert. So, yeah, you know, why didn't we see engine over, engines overheating there? Um, but the fact that it was a variety of teams again, um, yeah, like you say, it is more likely down to the climate in that respect because it was, wasn't was just one team having the same problem, it was multiple teams. Yeah, I think obviously we have to factor in with that, the fact that, Obviously, the Saudi track we've just mentioned there is incredibly fast. Yeah. So obviously, the, the you know the cars are going quicker, and obviously with Bahrain, it's a completely different track. So I think we have to also look at that as well. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, okay, I think uh, that that just about wraps up the Saudi GP. What are we um, doing? What are we going to? Who are we going to give? Driver of the day to for that for that race. Driver of the day. Um, do you know? <laughs> actually, Sam, let's let's go with you first. Let's see who you think should be driver of the day. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's it's difficult because obviously the, with the safety car and then the it just sort of shook up the order really, didn't it? Um, I'm gonna go for uh, let's go for Esteban Ocon. I mean, yeah, it's sort of it was there, right place, right time. But just for the battle that he and Alonso put on, I know he lost out in the the you know that battle with Alonso in the end. Um, but yeah, that that the two Alpines battle in uh, the midway for that race was excellent. So fair play to Ocon, I'll give it to him just on that basis, I guess. But it was difficult to sort of pick one. No, nice, Ryan. What about yourself? I'm gonna say I'm gonna go George. I okay. think. Yeah, like I said, he was he, he kept that car nice and consistent, considering obviously what we've just said about the car. Obviously, he did he's done a brilliant job his first two races. He's shown how much he's matured, and for me, in that car, the fact that he's put it in P five, I'm gonna go with him. Okay, and for me, I think I'm gonna go with Perez because he drove brilliantly, he qualified brilliantly. It was just unlucky. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I think had it not been for that safety car, I think he would have won it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like I say, you know, when you watch, the, although I am loving Ferrari this year, when you watch the side-by-side comparisons, although Ferrari was quicker in the corners, Red Bull was flying on the straights. Mm. And when... They did hook it together. The car was rapid and ultimately, obviously, Verstappen won. Um, but yeah, Perez. Um, okay, so on to the next announcement. Um, Las Vegas has been announced, um, 2023. Uh, for me, I'm very unsure about the track itself. It looks pretty boring, um, although it, you know it's Las Vegas after all. I, for me, I just, I don't know. What are your guys' mm. thoughts? This is one that's got, I think, its fair share of stick as well as appreciation 
as you say, it's it's Vegas, obviously one of the most famous and most iconic places in the world. Yeah. But I uh, yeah, I kind I kind of agree that they've almost forced the track in kind of thing. You know, you know, you got a massive straight um, with only what one, two, three, four, five. Six corners. Yeah, that's, that's you know, I mean, technically it's, it's it says ten corners, but some of them are not really corners. So, yeah, that I don't think we're gonna we're gonna get massively exciting races there. In in, in all honesty, and it's just one of those money grabs, isn't it? Really, a bit like the Saudi Grand Prix. It's just. You know, they they they've put the money up. Obviously, the owners of Formula One are American, so they they want more American races. And I think this is one that was sort of coming for a long time. It was rumored once it for a very long time, and it wasn't really a a, a shock announcement kind of thing. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, like you say, you obviously touched on Saudi again, but. It, it, I think it will literally be like that. It's just a series of very fast corners in a very built-up area. Um, I, I don't know. It's, I, I just see it. But again, it's going to be, I think it is going to be the longest straight on the calendar. I could be wrong, but I think mm. it is. Um, it's just going to be dangerous, in my, you know. I mean, Sam, how, what do you think about the Vegas race? Yeah, I, I've mixed feelings about it as well. To be fair, guys, I just um, yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of uh, criticism on social media saying why has America got a third race? But I mean, if you look at the sheer size of America, it's it's bigger than the whole of Europe, and Europe has Europe has got ten races. But it, you know, it is there's a yes, it's one country, but it's massive, and there's you know different climates, different places, different you know you know hundreds of cities, you know thousands probably. But that's not the point. It's just like. Yeah, the America probably could should have a third race just based on geography because of how, how sort of large it is. Um, but going sort of on the on Vegas now, yeah, it's, the track does look a bit boring. Although it is cool that the sort of long straight is down the strip, which again it will look great on TV. Uh, sort of like the the they go for Saudi Arabia, etc. Um, the the interesting thing that I find is that it's going to be a prime time in America on Thanksgiving weekend which is, like, huge. So uh, Thanksgiving weekend, obviously, the end of November, uh, they that's when, that's, like, the, the biggest weekend in TV, basically. Uh, you have uh, the NFL on Thursday, and the Cowboys, the Lions play every week, is huge. Uh, then you have the Ohio State-Michigan game on a Saturday in college football, that's huge as well. Um, now, the, when this race is going to be, and then you have the NFL on a Sunday night as well, when this is going to be is interesting, though, because I don't know, no one's really said, I've heard a lot of sort of Saturday primetime which will be like 3 a.m. here in the UK, by the way, or Sunday primetime. But either way, it's going to be, um, I mean, it's perfect for the American viewers and stuff, but f- and for the Australians as well, it'll be great. But um, yeah, it's going to be a, a very different to any other NF- um, NFL race. Sorry, for, oh, time used to saying that, any other F1 race. <laughs> um, yeah, because just because of when it is, you know, it's, it's going to be in the early hours of the morning here, probably uh, either on Saturday or Sunday. But um, it'll be a great spectacle. And, it, you know, it, it, being on Thanksgiving weekend as well, it's going to be massive. So, yeah, that's my thoughts, really. Yeah, no, nice one. Like I say, I don't doubt that it's going to look absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, like you say, the crowds are going to be massive. It's going to be under the lights in Vegas. It's just going to be unreal. 
Um, but yeah, I like I say, for me, I just see it. It's going to be boring. It probably won't be, but yeah, like I say, that will be uh, interesting to see. So moving on from that announcement, we're going to talk about the Australian Grand Prix. And we've just finished, uh, was it practice one and practice two today? Mm-hmm. And then we got practice three and qualifying tomorrow. Um, Ryan, what did you make of the practice sessions? Um, no, look, they were a bit interesting. Obviously, it wasn't no surprise to see Leclerc top sort of P2. Uh, I believe he put in the fastest ever recorded lap at that certain track in FP3. Bear in mind the fourth DRS zone, though, but yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's played a big factor into it, but uh, yeah. Uh, the trouble is, with FP1 and FP2, you don't really get a lot from the teams because no one's really playing their full hand there. FP3, you get a little bit more, but it really, realistically, it's not until qualifying where you see the true performance of the cars. So I don't tend to, you know, take a whole lot from the first two practice sessions, especially. So, yeah, yeah I'll be more looking forward to see what happens, obviously, in FP3. Um, but, yeah, obviously, that's going to be incredibly early for us. I think it's at, what, half four? Five? Yeah, yeah it's not going to be, uh, it's not going to be nice. No. But, but, no, um yeah, no, the point I was getting at there, and I was hoping you were going to mention it, was Mercedes' problems. And like you say, okay, the teams aren't going to show everything there and then, but they've both admitted that the car is just completely rubbish again, basically. Mm. Um, I, I didn't expect much di- much else, to be honest. I didn't, I didn't, you know, they've had two weeks, obviously, since Saudi, but I, I expected maybe... Uh, a little bit more improvement um and again that will show in fp3 and qualifying especially uh, but obviously it doesn't look promising from the first two sessions we've seen so far i think in fp2 they were 12th and 14th respectively so that obviously isn't good uh, i don't know it's it's a, it's a tricky one isn't it really yeah no absolutely i mean do you th- how do you think they're going to fare in qualifying? Not well. <laughs> not, not, not well. I would be, I'd say surprised if they both got into Q3, but okay. I think one might sneak into Q3, maybe George, because he seems to be in, a bit more in tune with the car at the moment, but yeah, yeah. it wouldn't shock me to see either of them go out in, F, in, in Q2 just because we're seeing how the the improvement from certain other cars especially obviously the Haas the Alfa Romeo how good the Alpine is at the moment as well Alfa Tauri too it's going to be competitive yeah no absolutely um Sam what are your thoughts on uh, the practice session so far well uh you didn't mention McLaren there Ryan they 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 you know really fast <laughs> I mean they probably the third fastest team I know that's sort of where they were a couple of years ago and a couple of years ago and obviously fourth fastest last year but in McLaren looked pretty good um but Ricardo's looking comfortable with the car I think Lando said that it was the high speed corners 
that the team, the, the car is the best at in Bahrain, and obviously he's right because the, the new Australia track is full of high speed corners, uh, and that's why they're uh, they're excelling at that. Um, yeah, the Alpines are looking good. The Mercedes are, yeah, I, I don't even know what to think about it. It's just sort of, it's uh, it's interesting. I I say that. Um, I be interesting to see what they run with uh, in FP3 tomorrow morning. Uh, it's because they're gonna they're gonna go out, uh, you know, go out, go out at work, um, go out at work a couple of times, uh, you know, over the night, um, to see what's what's the best setup to move for. Obviously, they, they overdid that in Jeddah, where uh, where they sort of got it wrong with Lewis, but they smashed it with George and probably got the best out of the car. So there's gonna be interesting to see how they um change up overnight. Um. Yeah, the Ferrari have come with a little bit of an upgrade package as well. I've heard uh, Carlos Science has got a new diffuser, um, and well, I think it's from Science's car anyway. They sort of didn't make it clear, but judging by uh, the from what I got from Sky this morning, that's that's what I saw. Um, yeah. yeah, and then uh, one thing I noticed, I don't know if you saw this, but on when Martin Brundle was trapped outside at Turn One, he was like, "Well, I've watched all these cars go past, and the Mercedes looks like the least stable. It looks like one of the worst sort of." Yeah, cars. Yeah, no, that I was like, yeah, that sounds like the most un-Mercedes thing possible. And yeah. so that was my main takeaway from it as well. Okay, no, yeah, nice one. Yeah, and like I say, that is a shame for Mercedes. Really, like they they are struggling, and uh, obviously we hope that they they do turn it round quicker than they do. You sound so sincere there, Drew. <laughs> Dude, like like I say, I'm going to be more of a Mercedes fan this year because George is in the seat. Like I say, I'm still Red Bull, but yeah it's it's a shame to you know like that that side it is a shame to see them suffering because they have really struggled and you can see it you know i think george was expecting to go in there and be and i'm not saying he's not competing but consistent podiums and i know we're only two races through but i think he's had to really work for the positions that he's got and obviously hamilton you can just see that he's just not happy he's not in the right space and he's just you know, he's, he's just ultimately struggling. Um, so you, you do have to feel sorry for him in that respect. Um, I think he's just shell-shocked more than anything at how bad the car is. Obviously, he's been used to that car being, you know, near on un- unstoppable for many years now. So well, this he, is a, yeah. he's obviously scratching his head, wondering what's going on, trying to change as much as he can possibly change to get it going. Obviously, that's what they tried to do. Uh, in qualifying in Saudi, and obviously it didn't work. So I think it's the case at the moment with with Lewis, especially with, and his car, is that they are they're trying too much to try and get it further up the field. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously I completely missed the, the the fact that the McLarens were back up there for for this weekend, which is obviously really good to see. Obviously Lando and and Danny uh, in PA and P10, respectively, again. Um, one thing that did surprise me, obviously, was the fact that there's, um, you know, uh, a 0.245 gap between that Ferrari of Leclerc and Verstappen. Obviously, I know, again, it's only practice, but, you know, it's, it's in Formula One terms, that's quite a sizable gap, really, yeah. um, even in practice. So, I'd be quite confident as a as a Leclerc fan this weekend. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like you say, I know it is only practice, but you'd think, 
you know, especially Red Bull, they'd be showing that they've got more in the tank, basically. Mm. Um, so shall we go for qualifying predictions then? Think mm. if, Sam, what do you think? Well, we're just all going like what top three or just yeah, we'll go, we'll go we'll go with our top three. All right, okay. So I reckon it will be I reckon it'll be science on pole. Okay. Uh, he's got the newer car, but but it seems the things with the upgrades. Um, and he's had a great day. Uh, it was especially in FP and um, FP two as well. FP one was great for him as well. Um, yeah. So I think I think science will be on pole. Then I think it'll be Leclerc, so Ferrari one two, and then probably Max P three. I expect. Just playing okay. it safe, but that's what I go for. A little bit out there as a science poll, but yeah. <laughs> okay, Ryan. Mm. See, I went. I, I said science would get pole in Saudi, and he he did me dirty. So <laughs> he was I'm close. Not... He's on provisional pole the first lap. Yeah, he was. To be fair to him, um... yeah, yeah. I'm going to say the same. I'm going to say science on pole as well with. Charles, very, 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 very close seconds, and then a couple of tenths to max. Okay. So I'm going to be a little bit different, and I think, and I've said it for the past two weeks, I'll get it right one week. I think Leclerc's going to be pole. I think Verstappen's going to be second, and I think Sainz is going to be third. I know he's got, I know he's got the upgraded package on his car, Sainz, but I still think Leclerc's going to out qualifying well here's a here's, a, here's actually a question for both of you out of them six drivers obviously that we've mentioned um ferrari uh, ferrari red bull and mercedes is signs the worst driver out of the six of them it's between him and perez for me i think i don't I think, think so i don't know i don't think so i i don't i don't rate carlos as much as other people do i haven't seen i don't think we've seen enough from him uh, obviously, this is the time for him to step up and to prove it that he can do it. But for me, we didn't see enough from him in Saudi in the race. No, re- realistically, the fact that he was up there with that car, and I don't know. I just yeah, for me, I think he's obviously that's no disrespect to him. That's not a bad thing, like by any stretch of the imagination, saying that he's the. The, the, the sort of the least competitive out of them six drivers, so I would agree it's pretty close between him and Sergio Perez. But yeah, yeah, no, that's just something I wanted to check out there. Really, mm, I don't think so. I think I think science is probably what the. I, well, I mean, you, I mean, obviously we sort of you can't out George there, but George, I mean, he's got one podium. In, I mean, I, when I was in me in the um the Williams that podium, you know, the podium which was an achievement on that lap in in Spa. But um, we've not really seen enough of him in the front car. I know, I mean, I don't get me wrong, I think he's very talented and he probably will win a world championship, but there's not, there's not enough there to say, just cut him out and say he's the worst. But I'd probably say he's probably just as good as science, George. I think Perez is the worst, personally. I mean, I think Perez is still good, but I'd probably go Perez worse than sort of fourth and fifth, George and Carlos Science. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, no, we, don't, we, don't, we don't need to ask. Who's the first? The number one is because that's, <laughs> no, yeah. that's not a relevant question. So we, we can we can skip that part. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. No. Like, like, like I say, I think that um, 
yeah, I think the trouble is, I agree with you, Ryan, that he hasn't really shown us what he can do. But at the same time, I agree with Sam in that, you know, Russell hasn't really done much either. But the, the thing is, that's with the current car. If you had Russell now, but with last season's Mercedes, do you think Russell would be better than Sainz? Well, I, I just think, look at look at how far Russell's come in such a short space of time. Yeah, I agree. Obviously, I agree. he was at Williams for two seasons and he's now gone to one of the best, if not obviously the best car on the grids. Obviously, we're not seeing that right now, but look how long it took Sainz to get that Ferrari seat and arguably when they brought him in, he wasn't sort of, I know Russell hasn't been brought in as that number one driver kind of thing. Yeah. He will be when Lewis retires, but I don't think Sainz has kind of been brought, I think Sainz has been brought in alongside Leclerc, similar to how Bottas was brought in to Hamilton kind of thing. You know, that Leclerc is their, is their boy at the end of the day. So, that, yeah. that, 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 that's that's how I see it anyway. It's, it's a little bit like like for me, although I'm a Verstappen fan, like and Red Bull in general, like Perez, he just he he just isn't as good as what I thought he was going to be. Mm. Like he's uh, he's obviously good, but I just thought he would be better than he is, and I kind of feel it's the same with Ferrari. Like Signs is good, but he's not Leclerc good. Yeah, we might see that this season. Obviously, we saw how 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 good he was in Saudi. Um, Bahrain's was obviously a bit of a write-off. Maybe maybe this this season we'll see the very best of of Perez. Um, but again, you you look at FP two today. Um, he was outdone by Alonso in that Alpine. So. Mm-hmm. Again, it's hard because you can't, you know, I'm contradicting myself there because we can't look too too closely at, at the practice sessions. But it's whether he can, like, like you say, hold 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 his nerve. For me, there's a there's there's just too big of a gap between all three teams and all three of their number one drivers to their number two drivers. In my yeah. opinion, anyway. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um... Yeah, I, I say it, it would be great to see signs. Like, I mean, you can't. I can't even. The fact that we're having this conversation, you know, he's he's been on the podium, mm-hmm. both times so far. Oh yeah. So, uh, but I still think he's just that way off of Leclerc, and it, like it's the same feelings with Perez as well. I just, yes, they're up there, and that you know they're going to be podiums. They're going to be, uh, you know, around three, four, fifth position. But are they really going to be winning many races? Do you think? And he's been in Formula One a lot longer than Leclerc as well. Yeah, yeah. Signs. So again, that's something else we have to kind of factor into that. Obviously, he's got the more experience, so he should be putting that to better use. Yeah. Um Obviously, then again, Leclerc has been in that Ferrari longer as well so he's obviously more used to the car but yeah again you know we're only you know this is the this is the third race of a very very long season so in a very very different season exactly Everything's new, isn't it so we're gonna we're, we're gonna have different opinions as the season goes on when it, comes, when it comes to every single driver i'd, I, I'd imagine 
Yeah, and like I say, with that upgraded package, are we going to see something that we haven't seen in the first two races? More than likely, probably, mm. yes. Um, but what we do know for sure is the Ferrari is probably, and again, this is just my opinion, but it's probably the best car on the grid at the moment. It's great to see. It's great to see the fact that they are not so much the the best car on the grid, but the fact that they are <laughs> controversial. One, <laughs> one of the fastest cars on the grid because that is how it should be they are the most iconic brand and an iconic formula one team in the history of formula one so you, you know we it's almost like you have to see them up there and them to be anywhere else is you know just like not right kind of thing but yeah. obviously we've wanted it now for we've had it for years where it was just mercedes and it was hamilton against rosberg we had to wait, obviously, for then two teams to go up against each other. Now this season, if they can sort their car out quickly, we have the potential to see a three-team battle, which is what everybody wants. So, Yep, no, absolutely. It will be exciting. Have you got anything to add to that, Sam? I was going to say, it's always great when Ferrari win because you get to hear the Italian national anthem. <laughs> it's just, it just, just, that's just an experience every single time it comes on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there's, there's that. Um yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, it's great to see Ferrari at the top of the sport. I mean, we've not seen it, I mean, this good since 2018. Um, and obviously, they know that's the closest they've been doing that, didn't win that title at the end, but they were, they probably had the fastest car in 2018, I think. It was close, definitely close between seven and Lewis at that point. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe not, but yeah, it was, you know, that was the closest battle we had for a while before. Uh, Lewis and Max last year, um, yeah, yeah, the yeah the Red Bulls and uh, not the Red Bulls, so the Ferrari is the fastest car. Yeah, it's probably got about a tenth or two on the Red Bull, I reckon, uh, in qualifying spec. Yeah, I think the Ferrari is the best. That's that's my thoughts. So just yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I'll <laughs> just trying to think. No worries. Um, okay, so we've done the qualifying. Is it going to be very similar in terms of predictions for race winners? No. Yeah. Alright. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on, let, let, okay. No. Right. You go first. Let's hear this. Leclerc will win the race. Leclerc will win the race. Okay. I, I think the same. What about yourself, Sam? Oh, I'm gonna back Carlos Sainz. I reckon. I feel like I'm. I'm like. I, 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 I saw like a Carlos Sainz fan club here. Just. Um. That, yeah. I, yeah. I think if he's. We're unknown to see what what the race is going to be because obviously we've not raced this sort of iteration of Australia before. The odd one is very very limited overtaking wise. We saw obviously the race in 2019 that one where Bottas won, which is one of the worst races I've I've seen in in, in time. Obviously we've got the new DRS, the four DRS zones. So I'm just excited to see how it will be. To be fair, if science is on pole, um, I know I guess. His car looks a smoother ride uh, down the straight to the Claire's. Does I don't know if you saw the video of practice with the Claire. Like, he's a, mm. he's got really bad porpoising. Yeah. Which yeah. is the, if he's the best if he's the best Ferrari out there, I expect maybe durability wise in the race, he, he might be the the one to go. But um, no, I reckon, I reckon if Science is in pole, he's probably going to win from pole as well, which would be obviously his first race win. So it'd be interesting to see that. Okay, and uh, obviously there was a bit of a, a thing about. Do you know where Max and Charles were cat and mousing for the DRS mm. in Jeddah? Is that going to be a thing in Australia? Obviously, four DRS zones. If there is a big enough gap, do you think they're going to be playing games with that? Because I think, from what I read, I think they were going to try and change it. I'm not sure, obviously not this season, but I don't know how they're going to implement a change there. 
Um, but is, is would you just class that as just being strategic or because oh, obviously yeah. if you're out ahead, if you're the front runner, all, all you got to do is drop back into that one second gap and then you've got the DRS and they don't. But the trouble is, it's 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 the severity of how quick and how fast are they breaking because we did, it wasn't too bad but for for one at one point i think they both nearly slammed on their brakes they locked up didn't they oh yeah, yeah. both locking up to get to the yeah. line yeah yeah and that's not what you want to see because that's something that can definitely cause an accident at some point especially if there were drivers not far behind them as well uh, that's where we can we're going to see problems and i think we will see that at one point this season one car will either lock up and and hit the other one um you know not to not turn it into the corner enough or a car from behind will just sort of take them all out kind of thing um i can see it i can see it becoming a a problem but at the end of the day the drivers are gonna do everything they can to 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 you know make the most of it you know we've seen it before we've seen it i mean look at qualifying over the last couple of seasons where you have these ridiculous sort of sessions where you've got about 10 drivers all bunched up together trying to get that little bit of slipstream from the, the car in front of them you know that that was something that had to change and i think this is something that's very similar to that so yeah, it's gonna it's, it's gonna carry on for a bit until they decide to sort of change it. And again, I don't know what they could do to change it, but obviously that's their jobs to to do that. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, I was gonna say uh, it might not be that big of an issue in this race because although there's four DRS zones, there's only two detection zones. Mm. So so it's like a detection zone, then two DRS zones. So the person who had DRS at the first one will also have it at the second one. So I guess they've sort of done that to sort of counter that what they've seen in Bahrain and Jeddah. I don't know. I just I assume that is the case. If there's only two detection zones, so there's like the first one, and then there's the two. So the turn one, one, and those so the, the the pit straight, and then there's also the one going from turn two down to turn three. I think that's one detection zone, and the other one is another one. So it's kind of like oh, okay. So it'll yeah. limit it in a, in a sense, so they wouldn't so, be able to like do that for the four zones yeah. effectively i think they've noticed it noticed the cat and mouse and they're like okay we'll do four zones but you can only get two at uh, two points and the person has it in the first zone we'll have it in the second zone as well which yeah. i guess is kind of the best thing to do yeah that makes a lot of sense actually yeah um okay uh moving on we've got a few questions that i'm gonna run by you guys bear with me okay so first question we've got Mick Schumacher, will he crash or will he score points? <laughs> I think that's that, that, that's incredibly harsh. And I don't know who it's come from. I think that's well. just that's just a slight dig at him, isn't it? But it is, it is a slight and also, did did you see that um, Haas don't have a backup chassis? So if he does crash, they're in a bit of a problem. Yeah, I don't think they have it. They don't think they have it to Imola. I think that's what I was. So yeah. so um. Yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't think he'll crash, he'll crash, but um, yeah, I mean, he's not Latifi, come on, <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a different level. Yeah, no, he won't crash. Okay, um, second question, with the old track being so dull, um, they believe it was 16 total overtakes in three years of racing, 
Um, with the track changes and the new regulations, will we see more than 16 overtakes in one race this year? Yes. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, th- I agree. I think that's a s- straightforward one. Third question we've got. That's not a question. <laughs> that one out. <laughs> that, that, that one, if, if you're listening, Ben, um, no, you will not be sober enough to watch the Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what he actually asked Sam, just to keep you in the loop, was, will I be sober enough at the GP to remember the race, or will I have to watch the replay on Monday? So that's our <laughs> friend Ben, who's Australian, and he's oh, right, okay. Grand Prix this weekend. Um, I think he will have to watch the replay. 100%. <laughs> just the sort of guy he is, but wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> um okay have we got any more serious questions not really i mean the only other one we got we got given was would would danny ricardo actually last past term one at this year uh, <laughs> and yes he will that was from another one of our drivers from our from our esports um league uh mr quick killers uh yes he will last longer than term one yeah, I think you. I think you. I think you. He'll do well have, this weekend. I think he'll have a good race. Yeah. yeah Honestly, I mean, I'm going to put it out here, right? I can see the Claire and Verstappen incident being there'll be someone on the podium, Ricardo podium. Please. Okay, call it now. I just because <laughs> if if McLaren have been that quick, then they should be up up around there. So. Well, this is what I was going to say. If you know Norris has shown that the car has is good enough from Jeddah, um, so. There's no reason why Ricardo can't be up there. Obviously, he had lack of practice from having COVID. But, yeah, I think something like... Well, we said this last week, didn't we? Um, that, you know, if they're fighting too hard at the front, they're going to have an incident and it's going to bring somebody through that you might not be expecting to either grab a decent podium or win the race. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I did, did When watching the Saudi Grand Prix... At any stage, did you really think though that they were gonna hit each other? I didn't. I didn't really think they would. No, I mean, person, they 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 seem to have a lot more respect for each other than than what uh, yeah. Verstappen has for for Lewis. So, I think I think that's down to the the, the nature of their relationship, though, wasn't it? Because you've seen the respect at the end of the interview when Leclerc was getting mm-hmm. interviewed. Max came up to him, you know, great that, racing. That will change at some point in this season. I was going to say they've, they've had it in the past as well. In 2019, yeah. there was the Austria and then the Silverstone race as well. There was the two, those two races they had incidents as well. Yeah. There was the one where Max took the lead of the race where he just sort of pushed um, Shaw off the track. That's it. Ten four in Austria. I think as 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 the season goes on and on and on, if he keeps beating them, basically a, a, a bit a <laughs> bit like last season. Obviously, we saw more severe incidents as the season got. You know, went on as as there were less and less races to go, and obviously less. Yeah, they're fighting harder for, for points. Yeah, they, they will go harder, especially Max. And yeah, that there, there, there will be an instance somewhere over somewhere along the line that will probably cross the line for Leclerc, and then perhaps then we might see that relationship sort of change a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you never know; they might have. Uh sweetened up Latifi to do something so. <laughs> but hopefully at that point of the season uh, Mercedes is back on top and Hammer and just wiping the floor of them but this is the thing though like you I don't think you, I don't think you'd see as clean the battles with Hammer and even if he gets back up there I just it's just going to be rough you won't see 
he won't see clean battles with Verstappen and Hamilton. But Leclerc's going to be up, you know. Leclerc's going to be in that now. It's not going to. I don't think if he if Hamilton did get back to that, it's it's not going to be a two way thing. It's going to be a three way thing. Possibly, Sainz is in the mix. Do you know what I mean? It's going to oh, be. Yeah, without without a shadow of a doubt. But we've I think we you know we've seen Hamilton and Leclerc uh, battle before, and I think the majority of the other drivers have a lot more respect for Hamilton, and they've prepared to give him a, a bit more racing room than probably Max is willing to give. So yeah. I don't think we would see that many incidents, especially with Hamilton and Leclerc or Sainz or um, you know, even Perez necessarily. But with, 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 with Max, that's kind of like all he knows. And hopefully that will improve as he matures and as he gets older. Uh, I think people do f- often forget, obviously, how young he is and, um, you know how quickly this has all sort of come about for him. So it will definitely improve upon that and learn to control that aggression almost. But I think yeah. for the time being, especially whilst Lewis is around, we'll never see playing battles with them too. No, and I mean that is what 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 makes racing exciting. And you know, I I, I think I do like the fact that Verstappen's aggressive and he races the way he does. Because that's his character, and that you know, I don't, I, I don't, wouldn't want him to be anything different. Um, but at the same time, I kind of hope going forward this season that he does well and he continues to be like that. And I want him to win properly, because you know, after all the controversy and people saying oh, it was handed to him, blah blah blah, whatever you think about that, if he can win on track without any incidents such as Abu Dhabi. Um, I think it'll be a real a real thing. He definitely needs that. He yeah. need, he needs he needs uh, he will win more championships, obviously, in in, in his career. That's that's that's, that's without you know shadow of a doubt. But it, that for me, obviously, there will be people who have difference of opinion as as time goes on. That will change, and we've obviously massively gone off topic here, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's almost that title is going to be compared to Michael Schumacher's first title, obviously, um, when he hit Damon Hill. Um, It's always going to be like that. So, you know, he'll always have that on his record and he'll always have that. But, yeah, he he definitely needs to to win a title within the next couple of years um, just from being the best on the grid and not through crashing into other drivers or having... Um, you know the the stewards gift him a win. Yeah. <laughs> no. <Nope>. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can, I can feel the rage from from Ben just listening to this podcast. <laughs> and by the well, way, Lance Stroll is a good driver. I, I was waiting for the Stroll. Oh. <laughs> I was waiting for the Stroll comment. Um, I think I can't hear any more of that, Ryan. To be honest with you, so I think that just about does us for tonight. What do you guys think? Have we got anything more on the Aussie GP? I was going to say we've not talked about the uh, the Vettel Vespa. Um, oh, that was right, yeah. That was yeah. ridiculous. How was that... you going to find for that? Five, five, know, five grand, crazy. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, five grand. <laughs> five grand, Jesus! What was it? So the steward was waiting with a scooter for him, and because the steward didn't get on with him, he apparently then took a route that he wasn't meant to take. Something like that. Yeah, it's because I mean, it's because he took it on track. That was the that was it. I, I, but then, 
But then don't get me wrong, didn't doesn't Lewis Hamilton speed through pit lanes? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Lewis a... Hamilton doesn't get five thousand fines. Yeah, but they're now they're now they're now on about this thing with with jewelry, and obviously Lewis mm. has got a, you know a nose stud, um, and th- these things. I mean, oh, come on, they they've they've done it for God knows how many years now. Just there's no need to go into you know go into these little little things to to penalise Robert. I mean, Sebastian Vettel, I used to absolutely despise him when he was at uh, Ferrari, especially earlier on. Now, he's the most likeable and lovable guy on that grid, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. So, mm-hmm. I think that's just that's just a steward being an utter... I'm not going to say it because I don't want to <laughs> offend, offend anyone. We're all thinking it. Yeah, yeah, but he is that, that utter C word. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, yeah, I... <laughs> It's just, I, I don't know. I don't. It was I don't funny at the end of the day. It was it, funny. It was, but um, we'll wait and see what Lance does next. Hey. <laughs> Leave Lance alone. Well, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> right. Um, um, so yeah, just a quick mention. Uh, I guess Sam, uh, you've started your own podcast, SJ Moore's. If I've got that right, Sam. It is, yeah. Um, podcast, that's the one. And that will be a race review on Monday uh, from the Australian GP. Um, so tune into that if uh, you we, like F1. Just, just, just a quick note as well. Obviously, this we're filming this quite late on the Friday night here in the UK. So this will be going out probably after qualifying is finished for tomorrow. So obviously, if people you're listening to this after qualifying, then you know that obviously the reason for that. So I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, that's brilliant. Like I say, obviously, catch us next week when we'll be reviewing the Aussie GP. (laughs) Um, So we will be reviewing the Aussie GP, previewing the Italian Grand Prix, and yeah, check out Sam's review of the Australian GP on Monday. Any specific time, Sam? Uh, it'll probably be in the evening. It's more of like a sort of Tez notebook style. It's just sort of, I write notes and it's sort of just off the cuff from there, really. But um, yeah, just, it's about half an hour long normally, just straight on the race. Oh, awesome. Definitely check that out. <laughs> it's been the Eurotrips F1 podcast. Thank you very much to our guest, Sam. And- yeah, that's all right. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. It's been uh, awesome chatting to you again. Thank you very much to co-host Ryan. No problem. Even though we've had our few uh, debates and disagreements. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I've been Drew. So uh, thank you very much. Join us next week on the Eurotrip F1 podcast. Ciao.